This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're having a nice day. It's uh, about 11 a.m. and uh, let's see, I've, uh, the big news this morning is I made an illegal left turn. Um, God knows what I'll do next, but it felt good. And uh, that's essentially been my week so far. I hope that you're, if it's your birthday, I hope you're having a nice day and I'm glad you've decided to listen to this podcast. I don't know why we're talking about that. It doesn't matter. I want to talk about our guest. I want to talk to our guest. You want to hear from our guest. He's wonderful. Everyone loves him. It's Will Arnett. Will. Thank you for for inviting me on, on the program. I'm such a fan. Oh, bless you. I have been for many years. I'm a, I'm a real fan. I was, um, it was funny. I was listening to uh, your episode of your podcast with, with Julie Klausner, and she was saying, uh, I love you online. And I thought, well, I do too. And it's such a funny way to put it. Um, <laughs> I love you online. <laughs> In person. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. But online, but I, I'm such a fan. I got to know you from Twitter. Right. Uh, years ago. And we, we followed each other many, many moons ago. Back when and Twitter was uh, a decent time. Back when it was, and it was all just about having fun and posting funny stuff. And you were one of those people. I would look forward to the things that you would post all the time because I would always get a great laugh. I just, and now I barely, I can barely go to Twitter because it's such, it's so depressing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we kind of met though, without getting into why, why social media is terrible. Right. Yeah. Everybody knows at this point why I, I don't need to, uh, remind everyone uh getting on social media will be a quick reminder for them uh so you don't spend much time on twitter anymore not much anymore uh it's way way too too depressing um it's just it's been dominated by the unfunniest people in the world um (laughs) it used to be where you get a lot of funny and i I wouldn't even include myself i was much more of a sort of a voyeur but there were people like you and i there were so many interesting funny voices on there you know, five, eight, ten years ago, and it's now dominated by um, virtual virtue signaling am- amongst people who uh, want everybody to know that they're doing the right thing. Right. And it's a race to be right. 
<laughs> Everybody's racing. It's, it's not just about being right. It's about how quickly you can put it out there. I'm amazed by people, by how much, they're, how right they are about every subject. <laughs> yes. so there are people I follow whom I, whom I kind of like or I kind of know. Every bloody subject that comes up, they're like, and then this, and then so-and-so shouldn't be doing that. And then I'm like, wait, you were just as impassioned about kumquats yesterday. <laughs> and now you're about this. And tomorrow it'll be whatever the next news item is. And I'm like, settle down. Of course. I, I mean, it's just such a, that mentality is so far from my own. I am, yeah. I'm uncertain about what I'm going to have for breakfast. Okay. And even after I like, if you ask me what I had, I wouldn't be able to quite confidently tell you. So to get online and be like, everyone, this is exactly the truth. It's very, it's a difficult mindset for me to understand. Let me ask you this. You say you're unsure about what to have for breakfast. Can, do you feel confident that you could defend your choice after you've had breakfast? Absolutely not. Absolutely no, no. not. I will, no. I will turn around and I, I'll throw myself under the bus. Yeah, of course. Well, listen, I know this is your podcast and I feel like I've taken over already. And, and <laughs> forgive me, I had a little bit of sugar, but I do want to ask you, I have to ask you the question that I feel a lot of people like me want to know if it's okay if I ask you a question. Of course. This will be the last one on this podcast, though. Okay, this, this is the last question I'm asking. <laughs> what is going on with your volleyball team? <laughs> the volleyball team ended in violence let's just say there was uh it was a long there were ups there were downs there were long periods of silence there were legal battles there was love romance uh pancake breakfasts uh what a wild ride that was for years with you and your volleyball team it was incredible I that for me is still one of the most shocking things that anyone was on board for uh, outside of myself. I, I was, uh, at home for the holidays. I, uh, made a trip to Macy's with my mom. She had to go in and return something. I was sitting in the car board and for whatever reason began that journey and, uh, and then just did it for years and years. It was incredible. I mean, for people who don't know you, Bridger started you, you you started tweeting about this relation, somewhat volatile relationship <laughs> between you and your fictitious volleyball. Sorry, I shouldn't say fictitious. I'm so sorry. Not fictitious and not entirely volatile. There was love there. There was. You know, uh, that, you know it was a complicated... Uh, it, it uh, took years off my life, but they, there were moments that this is what always got me. I, there were so many times when like, you're kind of, this is what, where social media was great. Right? Having a crappy day. And I'd look on Twitter and there'd be something about like you and your volleyball team. And it would make me, it would just brighten my day. <laughs> oh, that makes me so yeah. happy. Yeah. That really right. makes me happy. Um, but yeah, the volleyball team has been laid to rest, uh, as I'm just not on Twitter anymore. And uh, so are you not on Twitter anymore at all? I get on to uh, tell people this podcast is on, which I'm sure people are just like, this isn't what I signed up for. Leave me alone. I'm not on Twitter to get a link to a podcast, but that's, you know, deal with it. The only reason I was on Twitter in the first place was it was fun. And I was like, I want to be a writer and I don't know anyone. Uh, And so that's how I connected to the entertainment industry in any way. And once I got a writing job, I was like, it's over now. But then I was addicted to it. And so I then did, did it for, happen through Twitter. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, probably. I mean, you were probably somehow involved with this because you used to be very supportive of me. I and would retweet me. you because of me. Probably. 
wow, you owe everything to me. <laughs> then bless him, he reached out and offered me a writing job, uh, kind of sight unseen almost. And uh, we met and like talked about bands I liked. And he said, well, you don't seem like you're out of your mind. Would you like a job? And that's how I uh, like my writing career started. It's really wild. I have no idea. First of all, I want to be the first time that Jimmy has, uh, you know, stolen an idea from me. Uh, <laughs> and I say that with a lot of confidence. And I hope that he, I hope that he begins uh, legal action against me because uh, <laughs> I want everything to be revealed in court. Um, <laughs> but I will say I'm not surprised because the, one of the first tweets that you that you released uh, or that you put out released, hey guys, <laughs> I'm gearing up for it. another tweet release. <laughs> My new tweet drops next week. <laughs> And uh, no, you you had this tweet that I had a tough time finding because I wanted to get it right because it didn't really exist anywhere. And it was the tweet was simply. And when there was only one set of footprints in the sand, that's when I was on your shoulders in a bikini. Oh, sure. That tweet to me, that's an iconic tweet. <laughs> oh, my God. That is uh, that really warms my heart. Richard, that is that tweet is so huge. That is such a funny joke to me i've i have repeated it so many times to people uh so anyway I'm well, that's very it. sweet yeah so uh, i guess this is the confirmation that jimmy kimmel has nothing to do with my career it's more will arnett well yeah uh, <laughs> that seems fair yeah absolutely jimmy did very little for me he was cruel he uh you know ultimately was cold and uh our relationship deteriorated quickly uh, and uh you know you, about you, right. you wish you were in court with him but you don't want to be i've I, it's i've done it multiple times oh you've done it multiple times okay good right okay. Yeah, no, and but, so you know, <laughs> he gets nasty i don't doubt it i don't doubt it um will how's uh, life in general for you life in general is really good um fun and good and crazy and you know uh it's been a crazy like anybody else the last 18 months have been really uh bizarre sure but also good you know i had um we all managed to stay safe my 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 youngest uh couple of my kids uh got sick uh, oh did they yeah. get covid yeah oh I haven't, this is the first time i'm releasing this is a huge news story uh, well this will be yeah headline here you're gonna get picked up <laughs> by everybody bbc news and <laughs> Mainly the Brits care about my news. <laughs> yes. It's strange. It's a fixation. It is a fixation. Country. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really lauded over there. It's nuts. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did have that. So we had a couple of the youngsters got uh, COVID in our family. Uh, but uh, you uh, managed to get away from it. Oh, I, we, we managed. Everybody else managed to stay safe. It was a crazy. It was just crazy how it all went down. But uh, wow. And was this like early on pandemic no. or mid pandemic? Okay. No, this is mid pandemic. This is right as, uh, you know, just in the winter. And it was, oh, we, wow. we were, oh my gosh, we were so close. Oh. It was kind of like, you know what? It's so sad. My, my great uncle, whom I never met, um, and it's tough for me to talk about him, even though I never met him. Um, <laughs> my great uncle died in World War II, but actually he died. He died like late May, 
1945. The war oh, was over. Oh, no. Yeah. That, that's not when you want to die. In a no. And so I mean, it was crushing for my grandparents. I can talk about it now because my grandparents have both, have, have both passed. Um, let me finish. To the other side. <laughs> they passed on this podcast. They passed on this podcast. They both passed on the podcast. Yeah, you were my third choice. Well, because they, were, they, they weren't tech available. Um, but anyway, so my, yeah, but it was tough for my grandparents. Their, their son, uh, or my, my great grandparents, their son died, uh, in the, wow. Right after the ceasefire. Yeah, it was too bad. So that was kind of like the kids, the little kids in, in our family getting it. Um, my son and stepson got it at, uh, we're like, no way. Almost made it through. Good Lord. And you had a, a baby yeah. Last year, right? Last year, that's the one. That's the one who got it. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Danny. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I mean, I'm glad everything worked out. Everything worked out great. Yeah. So anyway, so he, everybody's great now and everybody's fine and healthy and, and luckily and, and uh, you know, all the, obviously all grace to Woden and um, <laughs> I, I, I worship Norse gods, but uh, <laughs> no. It's the only thing anyone knows about you. Yeah, I know. He won't shut up about it. He won't shut up. He's not even a Viking. He's from Canada. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so everything, but otherwise everything's good. Everybody's good. And, 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 um, yeah, I don't know what else to. Have you been able to do anything now that things are opening up? Are you traveling or doing anything like that? Well, work-wise, uh, work-wise working a little bit, we, we were able to uh, do a, a really fun family show uh, for the Fox Corporation called Lego Masters. Of course. Yeah, and so it's a Lego building show, and it's really fun, and, and um, I'm firmly in the Lego-verse. Uh, right, of course. Movies and TV specials and TV show, building shows, and all this sort of stuff. And so we we made another season of the Lego show, and we're about to start shooting another show uh, for Netflix uh, in next month. And so work-wise, we're getting back into it. Beautiful. Um, I say we when I'm talking about myself. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> oh, I noticed, and I've, I'm just getting angrier and angrier okay. every time you do it. <laughs> I, I thought you looked like you were filling with rage. <laughs> um, what are you doing for Netflix? We're doing a new show called Murder Town. Um, oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. it's such a fun concept. It's uh, it's there, there are elements of uh, improv where we have on. We we brought this. There's a very funny show out of the UK called Murder and Successful, and so we brought that over here. And what we're doing is 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 making a few changes, but it's the the conceit is the same, which is. We have uh, every episode, there's a murder and we have a guest come on and they have to, um, they don't know what's going on. They don't know, they don't have any lines and they have to improvise and kind of play along with all of us. So we all have dialogue. Oh, that's so fun. And we have to solve a murder every week. Right, right. So you... How do you even prepare for that sort of thing? So we it's it's a it's a tough process. I mean, in in terms of you know uh, our head writer uh, and showrunner Christopher Johnson, he's he's awesome, and he's we have to really and, and all our writers we have to um, they have to sort of map out exactly how we want the episodes to go, and and then we have to just have a bunch of sort of rules to every episode of what the things are and who the murderer is and who the suspects are, and then we just have to bring expose the the guest the rookie cop to all of these things and interviews and whatever and then they have to guess who the murderer is oh i'm really excited about yeah, that. it's fun right are you into murder stuff in general true crime such an enormous thing 
I I love murder. <laughs> just personally getting yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it. I feel like you're a fan of murder. I'm of course. Yeah. I have a long uh, you know, long history of murder and yeah. I it's you know, top of the list for me. <laughs> I I uh, truthfully I do like I do like those murder shows. I watch a lot of detective shows out of Europe. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. There's so know. many. So many. The abundance uh, of European murder shows. So there's obviously a lot of, they complain about murder in America. It's like, uh, it seems like there's a lot of murder in Europe. I know. Deal with your own problems. Yeah, just go check the woods. Um, a lot of <laughs> murdered bodies in there. Um I love these. I can't get enough. The darker it is, you know, if it's set in the Ardennes forest of Belgium, set it in France, set it in Germany, in the UK, I'm there. Uh, right, right. I love it. I love those dark shows. I don't watch any comedy. I don't know about you. I don't watch I any barely. Com- I mean, a comedy has to be really like the best comedy ever created for me to enjoy it at this point. Yeah, same. I have a pretty... Uh, low tolerance for like middle of the road comedy it's like what am i why am i watching this yeah I'd isn't that funny rather... but do you feel like when you were younger it's certainly i do when i was younger i watched a lot more and, and had oh, of a, course yeah much higher tolerance for it right i mean i think getting into the business definitely makes it difficult to enjoy comedy in any way yeah. um but uh for the most part i watch drama it's like every couple of years i'll see a comedy that i really love uh and but otherwise it's almost entirely drama what was the last comedy you watched i do like um that show that tim robinson does oh of course i think you should leave is you should leave he's he's such a funny voice uh that guy i think he's so cool and and then of course like uh akiva and yorma and andy produced it you know the the right right and uh I'm like, yeah, of course. I love those guys. And, but that was kind of like the last thing that I, he just came out with a second season and, and, um, I watched the first couple and they, they, they were pretty funny, man. He's just a funny dude. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot. I just haven't watched. Like, I can't even be critical. I just haven't watched. You know, part of the thing is for me, uh, I watch my own kids, my older kids who are 10 and 12. Um, I'll hear them cause they, they're often in corners of rooms like this, like just, you know, <laughs> hunkered down with their face against their phone, right? watching or, and I can, what, what happens is I can hear where they are in the house based on the, the constant stream of sort of TikTok or TikTok like videos, right? Just a couple of seconds, a couple of sound bites, like a, you know, whatever. And what are we doing? I have absolutely no idea i mean maybe i'm a thousand years old at this point but it's very difficult for and it's terrifying also when you like comedy that requires some level of thought and uh whatever and then suddenly it's just quick cuts of people doing slightly wacky things it feels weird it does feel it does feel weird it feels uncomfortable and it feels and and so what i have to end up doing is i have to check myself and say like am i just am i is this what getting old looks like. And am I just repeating something that the generation before me did? But I think that one of the common denominators that we have that we share, and I say we, I mean, me and you and people who uh, enjoy comedy um, is that we enjoy funny jokes. Like, like when I point out to your, the tweet that you put out, it's a really funny joke. It's, there's a, there's a, 
there, there's something behind it. There's it, it's it's witty. You're referencing, uh, you know, you you visually get like there there are a bunch of different pieces to it. So you've constructed an idea and a joke. What we're living through now is something that's just without wit. Yes. Uh well, I do want to you know turn the conversation towards something that's important and uncomfortable. Um, I obviously invited you on this podcast a few weeks ago. I was so excited that you agreed to do it because you're kind of famously, you know, difficult and, uh, you know, you say no to everyone. No, I don't. So, uh, <laughs> so when you said yes, I was over the moon, so excited. And then last night, uh, I get an email that, uh, you know, it says the subject is uh, Will Arnett's gift do not open before recording. And, you know, uh, my head just began to spin. I was, I, it was right as I was trying to get to bed. And then I'm, I just had to lie awake for hours. What has Will done? I have a podcast called I Said No Gifts. <clears throat> Suddenly my email is just kind of under assault. <clears throat> so I just have to ask you, what's going on here? First of all, the way you've characterized all of it is inflammatory at best. <laughs> You you have really you have you've now firmly pitted us against each other. <laughs> My plan worked out. Well, yeah, it's unfortunate. I guess this is ultimately your master plan that we should have these sort of adversarial positions with each other. But great, <laughs> here we are. <sighs> Look, you said no gifts, and I know that's the podcast and that's the conceit, but I had a plan behind my gift. Um, because I knew I wanted to expose you for the attitude I knew you were going to have and that you were going to, you were going to come at me like this. And so I knew that I had to, a good defense is a great, a great offense is good defense or whichever the, the case. May be. <laughs> I wanted, I needed to get a gift that I knew that I could use to my advantage in our new found relationship. So a sucker punch, essentially. A little, a little bit. So, I mean, you'll see when you open the gift. Okay. So um, you want me to open it here on my podcast? I'd like to, I, I, I definitely want you to open it on the podcast. Okay, let me, I'm going to click this and just see what, okay, so we've got a link here. I'm going to click the link. Let me just say, I also, it was, I had a tough time when I did the gifts you are opening. Know <laughs> that I had a tough time getting into Ross Dress for Less. They were not open. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm now opening this and I've been sent a $25 Target gift card. That's right. <laughs> Explain what's going on here. First of all, because I want this, the Trojan horse of gifts. Of course, you have no idea. First of all, t Target, it's very different. You're not going to be able to get much for 25 bucks at Target. <laughs> Watch me. So, 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 so I think that you'll, you're going to end up exceeding it and you're going to have to go into your own pocket. My gift <laughs> is going to conceivably cost you money because <laughs> it will draw you into the store and then you're going to end up having to pay more. And on top of which you probably successfully managed to extricate yourself off of all of these sort of target and whatever kind of emails. And now you're back in. <laughs> <laughs> my plan worked. These people are going to track you, Bridger. You're back in the system. I've got you lodged in this system. I was off the grid for years. You were off the grid, and we got you back. <laughs> and the big corporation said, they said to me, they said, get Bridger back. 
This is for me truly. I mean, so this is the if this had just been given to me off podcasts, sure. what uh, a Target gift card would send me into such a spiral. Uh, because any gift card to me is worth four times its value in cash. It suddenly is something I have to, you know, plan. I have to figure out. I, I'm going to use this on something I enjoy, not just on groceries, not just on a, a bag of socks. Uh, uh, so, had you given this to me? For a birthday, it would be three years before I spent it. Really? It would be, and I would be going to Target in the meantime, spending my own money. And but you would, but you would hold on to this, this coveted, like <laughs> like it was like this holy grail of of. Is that right? Yes, because I don't know what's going on for me mentally, but the gift card needs to be spent on something that is not just part of my daily life. It right. needs to be spent on. But you you make a good point here where $25 is a nice sweet spot for a gift card where you're like, it doesn't quite add up to anything fun. Right. Uh, but it's so you're you end up at the store spending more money. It's Way just money. you've kind of created a quicksand trap for me. Uh, <laughs> it's, a honey, it's a honey trap, as the spies used to call it. Yes, a honey it's trap. a total honey trap. It's a honey trap. You, we drew, the spies would drag you in with like a, you know, back in the Cold War with a pretty girl, and then all of a sudden, before you knew it, you were giving up all the goods, and then, the, and then, the, <laughs> and then the Russians had you. What's your general feeling on a gift card? Um, that's tough. It's a tough one because I don't want to. I don't want to say anything disparaging about a gift card because I don't want to rule them out. I guess it depends because I'd like to get them still. Right. But I feel like I've. Here's what it is. I, maybe I feel some guilt, and I've never said this out loud before. This is going to be revelatory. <laughs> I have let a few gift cards go and expire over the. Oh, year. you're kidding! No, and and. And I'm going to say upwards of 20, 30 gift cards that were never spent and good, really good ones. Steak well, how did that happen? Steak restaurants, massages. I'm, I'm, by the way, this is not a bit completely serious. This is what happened. <laughs> and I, I, I let a bunch of them go. Uh, I don't know what happened. And then I was embarrassed. I, there was a certain sense of, sense of embarrassment and shame that I did that because I thought like, if the person who gave them to me found out, they'd be like, first, first of all, I spent the money already and you didn't enjoy the gift. You, how stupid is that? And B, how disrespectful. <laughs> well, I feel like in that situation, you both just kind of worked as a team to give whatever business a little extra money. Well, that's a nice way to look at it. You know what I should do is I should have, here's an app. Are you ready? Oh, I'd love to oh, hear. I'm going to give you a free app idea, and it's <laughs> and it's mine, but I'm transferring it to you right now. The ownership of it. So, if any of your listeners, <laughs> Bridger, I, this is a this is now a legal document. This audio recording, you ready? Right, and yeah, bolt, you'll get uh, shotgun blast of lawsuits if you take this gift, this app idea from either. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, shotgun. You'll get a sawed off shotgun to the <laughs> knees, and then one to the chest. Of lawsuits. So you're down on your knees and then the chest blows you away. So here's what, here's, here's the app idea. Cause I think that you'll use this. And I think that you'll develop this and I want you to become a billionaire off this idea. It's an app that tracks whenever you get a gift card, you log it in and it lets you know when your gift cards are about to expire. This, that is a legitimately good idea for an yeah. app. Yeah. That's absolutely something that would work for someone like me. 
Yeah. How about that? And then it'll alert you, hey, your uh, your gift card for uh, Peter Luger's Steakhouse is about to uh, expire, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Right. So you just have this ticking time bomb of gift cards in your wallet. I mean, yeah. we can't all be Will just apparently receiving gift card after gift card that he's yeah. throwing in the closet. Well, this is one of the things about being a, uh, about being a, uh, a top ranked talent. Um <laughs> such as myself, you, you just get gift cards. You know, you just get showered. Talk about shotgun. I get shotgun blasts of gift cards. <laughs> yeah, I've I never received a lot of gift cards. I have. I think a gift card is a perfectly acceptable gift. I think that as a society, we need to just turn around and people say they're thoughtless or whatever. I don't, you know, what are we talking about? If someone gives me anything, they, I mean, unless it's like to Denny's. Uh, yeah, that, that seems like a slap in the face. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's like, I don't want you to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Although I don't, although, you know, I like Denny's too. So I could, I could, <laughs> my, I could have a real nice meal at a Denny's. So, so I take that back. Here's the other thing. If you get a, if you get a gift card, if I give you a gift card for Target's pretty close, but if I give you a gift card for Amazon and you say it's thoughtless, is it thoughtless to give you a gift card to a place where you can buy pretty much anything? Right. I don't think so. You've spent money. You typed my email into a thing. That's work. Can I buy a car on Amazon? I'm going to look it up right now while we're here. I'm going to see. Can you buy a car on? Do you think? What do you think? I think we're probably six months away from you being able to buy a car on Amazon. So you don't think yet. Let me see. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say you can, and you're saying six months. Let's go. Uh, Car. What should my search term be? Just car? I think Hyundai Sonata. I think by 2022, (laughs) you'll be able to buy a Hyundai Sonata on Amazon. (laughs) Mark my well, words. Let's see. Hyundai Sonata. Well, accessories. Sonata accessories are definitely. <laughs> okay. So we're getting close. Yeah. Look, you can kind of, can't you buy like a Tesla online? Yes. So we're getting, I mean, Amazon, certainly that's in the works. How great would it be to get a, to get a, uh, a gift card for Tesla? Oh my God. Uh, that See, that's another thing you're just going to leave lying around until it expires. No, I'm not. No, that I'm not. <laughs> But how mad would you be if I gave you a gift card for Tesla for twenty five dollars? <laughs> then you've got to you've got to come up with the other thirty grand or fifty grand. No, yeah, the real nightmare Tesla gift card would be like a twenty five thousand dollar Tesla gift card because it's like, what is I ha- I now have to buy a Tesla, yeah, but it's yeah. going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. that would be. <laughs> how infuriating would that be? Does Tesla have gift cards? That's the big question. I feel like Elon reach out. Elon, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to, he doesn't have the guts to reach out to us. Of course not. Uh, do you think, let me ask you, let's bet on this. Do they have a gift card? Tesla gift card? Hang I on. bet a, a 1250 of a Target gift card uh, that they do have them. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know. Tough to tell. Tough to yeah, tell. Well, that's, uh, I, let's just assume. I mean, Tesla does. This feels like Tesla behavior. They must have a gift card or something. What about a gift card company that just makes gift cards? Just gift cards that are like. That can be used at different places. Is that. Exactly? Oh, I feel like that's a thing, isn't it? That's like, like a. You know, yeah. you get like those Visa cards or whatever. Guess, yeah. yeah, like a Visa debit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you hit it off pretty well with your gift card app idea. Now it's gone to your head. You're just trying to. That's true. <laughs> Do you spend much time at Target? That's my big question. I don't. I don't make. Well, here here's one thing I don't do. I don't spend a lot of time at Target. Um, 
My kids love a Target. Sure. They, they love it. And, uh, but I, I don't personally spend a lot of time in a lot of stores, but I will say this, what I don't like when people come at me with their Target joke, I'm like, Oh, no, thank you. You can F, <laughs> you can F right off. That's never been funny. <laughs> That's never been funny. Who started that? That's my big question. The same people who make TikTok in, in online videos. <laughs> You know, uh, back to TikTok, I'm just remembering, I think the last time I watched a TikTok, and I think it had migrated from TikTok to Instagram, as they do, but it was one of the darkest things I've ever seen. It was like a family of probably six people, you know, mom, dad, and all the kids in what was clearly like a promo for Subway, but they were like dancing around the kitchen, holding Subway sandwiches, singing about eating Subway for lunch, and just trying to figure out the steps that that family that were the steps, the slippery slope that they were down, going down for the whole family to have to promote Subway sandwiches and learn a song about them is just a, it's a really scary look into humanity. It, it really is. And I, I will say this, look, I'm not opposed to, I'm not opposed to the company TikTok. They haven't done anything wrong. They haven't crossed me um, <laughs> yet. Yeah, you're right. But wait, do you know something? What are you talking oh, about? There's a lot of information online about you and TikTok. No, I listen, yeah. I, I want to set the record straight because I feel like they would crush me and that they, they, they have a lot of lawyers and they could crush me. <laughs> like there's a guy called Scott Sice. Do you know who this guy no. is? And he started making these videos about Ikea. Like he plays where he goes, he does the whole like, uh, you know, I'm going to tell my friends not to shop here. And he brings it and goes, go ahead. You think I want five more U's walking around here? Thank you. Like, I don't think I'm going to get the vaccine, then die. <laughs> You're scared of the side effects? I'm scared of the disease. Like, he's this really <laughs> funny guy. And I think his video started on, on TikTok, but also on Twitter and stuff. And he's one of those guys like you. He's the version of you 10 years later that he's a funny voice. I don't know. He does this one specific thing for now, but like right. he, he started with this thing and he's really hit it. So there are, there is space for it. I, I know. Cause I don't, I realize like, I don't want to sound like a grandpa who is just bitter. Um, you know, and by the way, nobody believe me as a grandpa. I mean, I could, I barely look older than 38. Um, <laughs> And, and it's, the lighting is terrible right now. I mean, honestly, I could do 34. In better lighting, you'd be you'd be a nice 23. Well, that's fresh that's out tough. of college. That's tough. But like a 20, like a tired 29, I could pull <laughs> off with the right. If you gave me half an hour and I got my team, <laughs> let, let me get my team in here, my team of lighting and makeup people. <laughs> I, I could give you a tired 29. <laughs> Now, now, Bridger, let me ask you another question now that we're here. Finally. Where are you finally? Where are you from? I'm from Utah. You are? I'm from Salt Lake City. Just, well, just outside of Salt Lake City. You're from Salt Lake City? Have you spent much time there? No. No. I've, I've been through a couple of times. Okay. This, that's interesting. Okay. So it's bringing a lot of stuff into focus. Well, I've, what's, what is it bringing into focus? And I want to, you can ask anything because I feel like Utah is a place when I, when people ask me and I say Utah. Are you Mormon? (laughs) Right. I mean, nonstop. And it's, it's interesting. People are either really shy about asking that or they really, uh, extremely blunt in a way that is sometimes I, I don't care either way, but it's interesting. I think people just don't know how to modulate that question. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really, you're going to be happy to know that I don't really care. <laughs> yes, this is, I mean, that's so refreshing. Either way, but uh, <laughs> did you grow up in the Mormon faith? I did. My parents are active Mormons. I'm not. Uh, okay. But, I mean, being uh, homosexual has, uh, you know, th- makes that difficult. That's tougher for them, right? They, they don't have the best time with that, with the Mormon Right, people. yeah. They uh, are not great on that issue. Okay. I mean, a lot Mormons themselves, like within the religion, like my family and stuff are pretty cool about it. But right. like the organization in general is not good. Huh. Not good with that. Well, that's not great. No, I would say that's not a positive, not no. a positive attribute of Mormons. No. I'm not fond of people who have positions like that. That's all I'll say. I'm not very sort of political and I don't and I don't like to get self-righteous about like, well, goddamn them. But I will say this. That's not very right of them to do. Let, let's just say that. Right. Right. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, OK, so you grew up there. The Mormon church kicked you out. We've you your words. <laughs> So now, so now you're, now you're in Los Angeles. You're an LA guy. I thought, did you live in New York for a couple of years? I did. I lived there for a year. I was working on, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And, uh, so it was like, I had been in LA for maybe five, six years. I moved to New York and worked on Kimmy Schmidt. Then we went on a super long hiatus and I moved back to LA. And then, so you moved back to LA, right? I, I think I knew that you moved back to LA because I, I know a couple, I'm trying to think who else I know who knows you. There are a few, couple people who are, well, I know a lot of people who are fans of yours and uh, in the same way that I am. So you move back to LA. Now, what are you working on anything currently right now? Like on a show? Um, I was just on Black Monday that okay. uh, Don Cheadle oh. and, you know, Paul Shear. I didn't know that. Yeah, wonderful show. Hopefully it'll come back for another season. That's it's a great show. I know uh, I know Don a little bit just to say hello to. He's kind of friendly and um, and I know Paul Shear. I've known Paul for a long time. Of course. In, in fact, in fact, I have not answered an email from Paul from yesterday. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, and I'm going to make him squirm another day. Right. Let him think that maybe he did something wrong. And uh, yeah, I've known I've known a lot of those guys from that his sort of that whole crew from the old UCB days. Yeah, you're an interesting person in that you I mean, you're like truly a legend at this point as far as comedy goes. But then like we just rewatched Sopranos and to see you in Sopranos is such a delight. That was funny, right? What a weird. (laughs) What was that experience like? It was so weird. Uh, so I knew um, George Jan Walken, who was the casting director on Sopranos, and uh, um, also Christopher Walken's wife. And she called me one day and said, um, David Chase is, is from The Soprano, of course, and he's he's got this new character he wants to maybe bring on the show. There was an FBI agent who was on the show uh, who was investigating Michael Imperioli and, and, and was befriending his Dredd DiMatteo's character, right? Mm-hmm. So she, he says, um, she said, David Chase is doing, got this new character and would you come in and meet with him? I said, yeah, of course. So I, I go out to Silver Cup Studios out in Queens uh, on the on the subway there and I get there and, and uh, I go in to read and I'm about to go in and she says, listen, David has written a line for this FBI guy. He doesn't know exactly what this character is. He's not even in a scene yet, but he's written a line just to hear. And I said, a line? What? Line? What? How weird. She goes, I know. I'm so sorry. She's very apologetic. And I've known her for years and she was very sweet. And she's like, I'm, I'm really sorry. It's very weird. I know. But would you mind just coming in and saying this line in front of him? Whoa. 
Yeah, and it was some like some line, you know, like, uh, hey, listen, like, I don't know, whatever, it was some sort of FBI type line, whatever. Right. So I was like, uh, sure, I guess. So she brings me in. I've got this piece of paper with a line on it. <laughs> and I sit down and she says, and, and she says, or I come in, David Chase, hi, how do you do? Nice to meet you. Hi, my name is Will. Blah, blah, blah. Great. Okay. Yeah. Blah, blah. Sit down. Okay. And this is the character and what I'm thinking about it. Maybe in a couple episodes and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. So you want to do that? I go, yeah. Okay, great. So I put my page down and I turn just slightly away from him and I face George Ann Walken. It kind of gives me the nod, like, go ahead. And I go, okay. And I go, line <laughs> as if I'd gone up on my line <laughs> my one line anyway it broke the ice he laughed it really made him laugh and then I did the line and I got the I, I got it that's that's how it happened wow and so that's then, so bizarre isn't that weird and so then I, it was great I mean at the time I was out of work uh Amy had just that was the fall of 2001 I'm really okay. good. It's, and I'm really good with dates in that way. It's very, very weird. Amy had just started. My, my ex-wife Amy uh, had just started SNL, right? And I just moved back to New York because she was going to start SNL. Um, I've been living in LA, and she anyway. So we moved back to New York, and uh, and I needed work, right? I, I needed work, so anyway, so I went. I did that. It was fun. I got to be in a few episodes and just kind of hang around. Sure. Um, and you know, work with these, talk to these directors and kind of see how they do that show and just kind of, I didn't have a lot to do. I had, a, I ended up having a line here or there. I feel but, like at some point you're like holding a baby, maybe holding, yeah, hold a baby. <laughs> Actually, the, you know, what was fun, funny was the baby. So there was a scene where the, we had, the baby was supposed to be crying. Right. I've never had this before. So the baby's supposed to be crying in the scene and we're supposed to be settling the baby. And the actress uh, who played, uh, whose husband I played, she was, I was there to kind of service her story. I, I got her name mixed up. I, I forget, whatever. I was like my second day on set. And anyway, so the baby, I'm trying to make the baby cry. Okay. <laughs> the Cause, real cause baby. The real baby. Because they. I'm so to- curious about this. I've always been curious about this in. TV and movies. So I'm thrilled to hear about this. So they story. were usually, and because I've worked on Phil, I've worked on a show once with Christine Applegate years ago where we had a baby in the show. Right. And the first season was great, but then the baby started, they didn't want to be there anymore. And rightfully so, they're babies. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, of course not. So you had, we used to have to, we got really good at like, in those cases, you shoot. The writers would write like, you know, my character, Chris, would come in and pick up the baby and hold the baby. And we'd do a scene. We'd have a whole scene. I'd be like, no way. The baby's going to start crying halfway through and we're not going to be able to get the scene. So I would come in with the baby. And every time, if you go back and watch that show, every time I put the baby down into a walker or into a playpen and keep it out of head height, you know, keep it out of the close up so that we could shoot the whole scene if we had to without right. the baby. You know why? You know why? Because I'm smart. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so we're doing this, this uh, uh, Sopranos and I go... We're trying to get the baby. So I, I kept leaning down. You know, anytime you lean down into a crib and there's a baby and it's on its back and you go to pick it up, babies will arch their back like in anticipation of you picking them up. Oh, uh, sure, sure. And if you don't, it makes them upset. So I knew that. So I just started to like go down almost to pick it up and then I pull my hands away, wanting the baby to cry. But the baby wasn't crying. And I start going, come on, Lola. 
come on, Lola. Come on. At which point the actress next to me goes, I'm Lola. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just got confused. <laughs> I'm like, just, she breaks down into tears. She was mad. And then I'm like, honestly, just get to know me a little bit longer. You'll realize it's not, I'm so dumb. This <laughs> is not unusual. I'm not the smartest. You have to understand how dumb I am. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I've always, anytime a baby is crying on screen, I just think what led to them getting the baby crying? Is this, does this count on some level as child abuse? Yeah, I think it, I think it generally does. I think they do things like just like have the mom off right off camera and then the, then the mom walks away. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. I think they yeah. do a lot of stuff like you that. You can get a baby to cry pretty easily. Oh, yo, I can make a baby cry. <laughs> You've got a whole list of ways uh, to make babies cry. Believe me. I throw away <laughs> pacifiers. I dump out bottles in front of them. Look <laughs> looking for this. And then I dump out a bottle. <laughs> What a monster I am. Oh, Will, I think it's time to play a game. Okay. Do you want to play a game called Gift or a Curse or a game called Gift Master? Okay, yeah, Gift or a Curse, I like. Okay, I need a number between one and ten. Great, yeah, the number I'll give you is uh, five. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. I have to get the game pieces we're going to play with, the randomization of it. Uh, Right now, you can promote something, you can recommend something, you can do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, listen, I just want to take this opportunity to say that Bridger is very happy that you've joined the podcast today uh, here on Exactly Right. And uh, Exactly Right is a place, is a home for entertainment. You know, obviously, Carrot and Georgia couldn't be here right now, but uh, in their stead is the fabulous Bridger uh, uh, Winnegar? Weiniger. Weiniger. I... I, (laughs) I knew it was Weiniger. One of my agents doesn't know how to pronounce my last name. I don't know what to do at this point. I actually knew it was Weiniger. <laughs> I was just being cheeky. Well, that was a nice promotion, and I did a good job of calculating the pieces. This is how it works, Will. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And there are, you have to, I have to be so clear, there are correct answers. You can lose this game. So just good. be careful. Don't embarrass yourself and try your hardest. Okay. Okay. Number one, uh, this is a listener suggestion. So uh, just be prepared. This is from Rebecca. Rebecca suggested gift or a curse licking a nine volt battery. Hmm. Thank you, Becky. She hates it when people call her Becky. <laughs> she despises it. She despises it. That was like, three paragraphs of her email that said, please don't. <laughs> do, do not refer to me as Becky. That's that's fair. Looking a nine volt battery gift or a curse? That's a curse. It's gross. <laughs> well, so you you know you step into the arena and you just trip immediately. You fall flat on your face. Did I? Licking a nine volt battery is, of course, it's a gift. I, what a gentle little piece of pain, a little surprise you get when you get zapped. I mean, uh, you know, it's a it's something you can do to just feel alive. It's uh, you, there aren't many things you can do with a battery outside of power things or, you know, slightly injure yourself. And so you have to kind of take advantage of that little light. It's it's a life hack. I'm going to categorize it as a life hack that is exciting and uh, we're not doing it often enough. 
like it turns out I didn't realize that I've I've really stepped. I I might be out of my league over here right now. I'm realizing that now. All right, let's get going. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but that's fine. Uh, okay, number two, gift. This is from me, so you know this is this one. You've got to be extra careful with gift or a curse. Adults obsessed with their birthday. Uh, again, I'm going to say uh, curse. I I, I hate. I don't mind birthdays in general. It's fine. Everybody's got one. But uh, these people who go on and on and, and people now do the thing is it's my birthday week and they're they're kind of kidding. And no, they're not. And who gives a shit? <laughs> I hate your birthday. <laughs> well, OK, an excellent answer. And you're absolutely that's an undeniable truth. This I mean, it's an absolute curse. Uh after, I mean, I don't even, uh, we need to just draw a line in the sand with age about being obsessed with you. If you're 11 years old and you're excited to have a birthday Wait, party, yes, yes, go with God, have the slumber party, do whatever, you know, go to laser tag, get the pictures taken. But when you're suddenly 30 years old and uh, you're dragging everyone into your birthday and it's all about you and the, the pictures online. And like you said, like people who are trying to act like it's an ironic choice about their birthday. Absolutely not true. They're, they are obsessed with the birthday. Yeah, no, no. In fact, I'll go, I have a listen. I have a couple positions on this. You ready? One is, and I, and I brought this up on my own podcast, Smartless, which you uh, can listen to uh, wherever you get your podcast right but now. But I beg you not to. But, but please do. Despite what Bridger says, please do. <laughs> um, so, it, first of all, one-year-old birthdays, like child birthdays, don't invite me to a one-year-old birthday. <laughs> he doesn't even know what's going on. And now you're taking, now you're biting time out of my day. You, that, I see it as a sign of great disrespect if you invite me to your one-year-old's birthday. A. Okay. So that's the first thing. B, like I had my friend Josh, for instance, and I hate to call him out, but Josh, and he knows this and he'll listen and he needs to hear this. This is for his own good. And he, he claims I'm always trying to teach everybody a lesson. And that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. No, because everybody needs to learn lessons. He, he was trying to suggest that we go on this trip to, to, uh, to myself and to this other buddy of ours to go on this golf trip up somewhere to stay. And he said, uh, we should go in, in sept end of August uh, for my birthday. And I said, we should go on a golf trip for your birthday? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Who do you think you are? That you're planning? For, what is what are you, a, a fucking crown prince? <laughs> I'll go on the trip if I want to go on the trip. And I don't need, certainly don't need to go somewhere else to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Josh, I hope your birthday was horrible. I, I hope it was. I hope it was just a dark day of reflection on your uh -huh. mistakes and just how bad your life is up, has been up until now. <sighs> uh, no, I agree completely on that. The one-year-old birthday thing is just... It's a worse adult party. The kid isn't getting any enjoyment out of it. And the, the adults are getting like a 60% version of a real party. And so okay. it's just no fun for ever, anyone. It's an inconvenience. And on on this golf trip thing, you, you don't say, let's go somewhere on a trip for my birthday. Your friends say, let's go on a trip for your birthday and as a gift. Right. Maybe and that. even that. Maybe. 
Maybe. Even that, maybe. Exactly. Because on some level, that shows that the friends are maybe a little too invested in your life. And it's like, yeah. this is getting unhealthy. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. So adults obsessed with their birthday. I, I mean, the fact that I even brought it up is maybe yeah. uh mark against me because I think it's a, just kind of an obvious truth. No, no, but I think it's an area that needs to be addressed because not enough people know. It does feel like a, uh, a snowball that is just getting bigger and bigger uh, and more acceptable socially and it should be the reverse we've got to yep. we got to cut it out great way to put it <laughs> okay finally gift or a curse general stores oh gift why because you can get it the idea is that you could get you know anything there you, you don't need a category <laughs> I like a place, and also I like a place that potentially sells what they will refer to, and they might have a, they might even have a section of dry goods. <laughs> oh, I love a dry good. Me too. Well, well, that's an excellent uh, look. That's a very nice little argument, uh, but you are absolutely wrong. What? General stores are a curse, and this is why. This is what a general store has become, in my opinion. The last. Three general stores I've been in basically have expensive hair products, maybe some nice candles, and uh, I don't know, those chocolate bars that are $17. The original general store with the dry goods, maybe you can buy a saddle and some taffy. Sure. Of course, that's a gift. But now I think it's been repurposed as just uh, come by, uh, you know, like an organic brush. And uh, I don't know. What are they even selling at these things? Listen, I'm going to throw myself at your mercy. I I really I was I was thinking of the general store of the of the old school variety where you could find the dry goods and the taffy and and all that. And maybe even some saltwater taffy. Right. You know, that that is that was definitely what I had in mind. So forgive me if you. You thought that I was referring to one of these newfangled. I would never venture <laughs> to offer that up. That would. Uh, I, so I just want you to know that. Okay, I appreciate that. I mean, not giving you the point. Uh, I'm just going to let you kind of simmer in your embarrassment. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got what? What did you get here? You got one out of three. Yeah, that's a nice failing grade. And, uh, you know, you can't do everything correctly. No. Uh, look, you made some good arguments. You embarrassed yourself. You you spent maybe more energy than what was necessary. That's mm-hmm. fine. Fortunately, this will just be going out to the public. Um Okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They're desperate for answers. Every one of them has got some issue about a gift or gift giving or whatever. Will you help me answer something? Sure. Okay, this one says, okay, usually they'll address the guest. This person obviously doesn't care about you in any way. It just says, hello, Bridger. My dear, sweet, elderly grandmother is celebrating the big 8-3. I've spent uh, a little bit of time with her at family gatherings over the years, but since my childhood days, we've grown apart. I mean, okay, I'd like to, I wonder what's happening there, but she's not getting into this. Uh, I still love her very much, but we don't have much in common. That's okay. She's 83 years old. Uh, Her interests include American history and knitting Christmas stockings. I work in digital marketing and cannot tell you how weary I've grown in my attempts to make sense of my career to her. 
What does one get a somewhat estranged yet beloved grandmother in her 80s? Fondly, Morgan. So this part, I mean, there's a lot left out of this email. I'm just going to say right off the back, estranged grandmother. Something is... Something is causing this rift that Morgan is dancing around. You know, so the, it's, the questions are very loaded. She, she's putting a lot of like, we don't get along because she sews the things. And what do I get her? She, she's like, the she's the she's 83 as if that's like, she's using that as a weapon. She's weaponizing the, her own grandmother's age against her. <laughs> no, this, I, I, I think that this person's a monster. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, the ageism is loud and clear in this. Loud and clear, yeah. And I think that this Morgan person is a monster and needs to be dealt with swiftly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Morgan, I think that that's a nice, nice, clear answer for you. And that aside, I mean, you're complaining about grandma not knowing what a digital marketer is. I don't know what to, I mean, if you want to give her a gift, the first thought I'm getting is, Job shadow. Grandma comes in as the digital marketing job shadow. An internship. That, if if you want grandma to learn what digital marketing it is, you've got to get her on the keyboard. Sounds like Morgan could bring her grandma in and grandma could teach her about manners. <laughs> okay? But the respect, respect your elders and this person who's gone before her. You know? I think that that's perfectly fair. I mean, Grandma didn't get a chance to write into the podcast. She no, does, we she, haven't heard her side of the story. Right. And there's apparently years and years of just bad feelings and yeah, misbehaving yeah. uh, that this Morgan person has done. So uh, I, maybe the, the best gift is to just leave Grandma alone. Clearly, uh, she doesn't want you as part of her life anymore. Yeah, that's right. She's sending you a message and it's pretty clear. She's tried to move on again and again, and it's just Morgan keeps showing up to apparently just want to talk about digital marketing. That's right. And Morgan, let it go. Just let it go. Let her live the rest of her life in peace. Peace, yeah. Well, we did an excellent job there. Really good. Well, this is the end of the podcast, and I now have this Target gift card. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any suggestions before I let you go of something I could purchase with the card? Well, I, strangely enough, I do. I, I don't know why. Again, this is not a bit. I keep thinking what you could get. I, I keep having this vision of you purchasing. Ready for this? Laundry detergent. <laughs> $25 worth of laundry detergent. Well, it's expensive stuff. Yeah, I, thought, I guess that's probably about 2 Two things of laundry to Yeah, two of those big things. Of, uh, and I think like Target is a great place to go and buy two, you know, two big things of laundry detergent. And when you do that, that's it. That, that you could turn this into a really lasting gift that for a few months or whatever, you could be every time you put on a clean T-shirt or a clean pair of socks, you can think like, huh, I got to think we'll earn that for that. <laughs> You know what I, mean? I think that's an excellent, it'll yeah. just be, it'll be a lasting thing that improves my life every time I slide my pants on. Yeah. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Yeah. And uh, I'll let my boyfriend know to do the same. So we'll yeah. just be putting that out into the air. Two people. Now, see, now I'm helping two people. You right. Now I've made a difference in two people's lives. <laughs> that is the spirit of giving. Right there. We can each have our own jug of laundry detergent. Yeah. And the fights will finally end. Finally. Peace in my relationship. This is wonderful. Well, 
Thank you so much for being here. I've just had a wonderful time. I've had the wonderful time. Thank you for having me on your program. And uh, yeah, I've got to, I'm going to start researching the best detergent for my money. And uh, listener, this is the end of the podcast as we've been discussing for the last couple of minutes. So I'm going to let you go. I uh, go do whatever you want to do. As usual, it's none of my business. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. Well, I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. 